Hi there, and thanks for tuning in to the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You're about to listen to another proud presentation brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs. Stand out from the crowd. For more information, visit revengelover.com and mention the podcast for 10% off of your order. Wallop and web snappers. My spider sense is tingling. Tingling. Anybody else's spider sense tingling? Welcome to Walloping Web Snappers, a Spider-Man podcast where we dive into every Spider-Man cartoon ever made. I'm Doug. And I'm Derek. And is your spider sense tingling? Yeah, and it's telling me maybe I should reevaluate some of my male chauvinist preconceptions. <laughs> I agree, Derek. I've been meaning to talk to you about no, this. Highly, I'm a highly problematic person. <laughs> I realize that. <laughs> to listen to this show, find us on foridradio.com and wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs, illustration and design that fit your personality. For samples and inquiries, visit revengelover.com. And of course, we'd like to thank our spectacular patrons, Bo, Carl, Eric, Katie, Jason, Zoe, Brad, and Jonathan. And of course, that was a bit, Derek. You are what? not a chauvinist. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I mean, every nobody, everyone is flawed. No one's perfect. It's always good to, you know, to like look into ourselves and reevaluate ourselves. You never know. There, there definitely could be things that I could work on. <laughs> you, know, you never know it's always good to think about it and, and that's why spider-man is here to yeah. help us <laughs> just to remind us to look into ourselves and make sure that we're not doing what he's doing most of the time mm-hmm. yeah, most of the time i was gonna say i you know we can uh, examine whether or not he does in fact interrogate his own male chauvinism um or if he just <laughs> makes it a quip we'll see you know who knows <laughs> He's better than he used to be, but also because we haven't For seen sure. him date. It. We've never seen him date anybody in a while, so like yeah. that's part of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's so very true. <laughs> Look, I gotta be honest. I I really like the season so far. I think I will. I we'll see how I feel by the end of talking about this episode. But I'm pretty sure this is my least favorite of the season so far. Oh, I've got some serious problems with this episode, and it's a bummer because I do think that there's like interesting things in it and ideas and all that stuff. Yep. Um, just like you know, it, it this I think that's where we're at in the show right now. That every episode, as long as they're continuing to do this thing where they're pulling from continuity and like mixing and matching previous storylines it's going to be interesting no matter what but Mm -hmm. i think this episode fails quite a few characters in many different ways so Mm -hmm. (laughs) we got some we got stuff to talk about (laughs) they're doing something difficult you know so i'm I'm not i can't i can't be too mad when they fumble uh you know every once in a while attempting to do something difficult <laughs> yeah no it's it's far in a way not the law like the worst episode of the show or anything it's just um no. it's it's messy in some annoying ways and, yeah. and uh, some just some things that it tries to do i'm like you didn't have to do it that way yeah. but uh, we'll talk about it <laughs> yeah well if you want to watch this to see what we're talking about <laughs> uh you can do that uh over on disney plus it is available uh, this whole series is available on Disney Plus. And yes, the episode we're talking about today is Spider-Man the Animated Series, Season 4, Episode 5, Partners in Danger, Chapter 5, Partners. Pat, you shouldn't be handling this solo. It's too dangerous. Wait here while I... Like heck I will. I can't just let her fight all these guys by herself. Whoa! 
I should reevaluate some of my male chauvinist preconceptions. See, Spider, this superhero thing isn't as hard as it looks. Uh-oh. That's where this lovely creature may help us. By holding her hostage, we may be able to force Spider-Man to do our legwork. Make him find Scorpion and Vulture for us. Ah, clever idea. Spider-Man's weakness is that he cares too much. Good work, Smythe. Quickly, change my diaper. He's up to something. If he's ruined your plans, Father, then we'll eliminate him. Do you want your bottle now? No, but this useless body of mine needs it. Give it to me. I said turn it back on, Tombs. Shut your trap. What's the matter, Gargan? Don't you want to hear about getting the body you always wanted? <laughs> I said shut up! You laugh, but your stupid experiments have made you a freak, just like me. Stay away from my beautiful machines! But I created the technology, and I will use it. I can't wait to stop changing like this. I can't swap energy with him. Stop him! Get back into the machine! Thanks, partner. Don't mention it, partner. Shut off the machine! He's too old! Okay, science boy. Who's gonna do the dissecting now? The synopsis per IMDB is Smythe kidnaps Black Cat and tells Spider-Man that he'll set her free if he finds Scorpion or the Vulture. You already see what one of the problems this episode has. Uh, Smythe is planning to help make Silverman an adult again using the neogenics from the two of them. The original air date for this episode was May 3rd, 1997, which weirdly, for some reason, there was a really big break after the last episode. There's only four hmm. episodes in the season. They got Black Cat into the fray finally, and then are just like, and now we're going to chill for two months. So this episode aired two months after the last episode. <laughs> can tell you why. Um, People were upset that she was like too cool and strong, so they needed to take a couple months to figure out how to reverse that. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, what a conversation we have today. Um, story by credit is John Semper, as almost as usual. Uh, teleplay is by Cynthia Harrison and Brooks Watchell, who we've talked about them before. They're a writing team. Um, they've written multiple episodes. We last talked about them on that Daredevil two-parter from the third season. Yeah, yeah, we know these folks. Uh, somebody that we didn't know until this episode, though, we have a new Scorpion voice. So we yeah. knew Scorpion, but this is a new guy doing it. So. Uh, in this episode, Scorpion is voiced by Richard Mole. Uh, he is probably most familiar to folks in this arena as the voice of Two-Face in Batman the Animated Series, but he's done plenty of stuff. Um, he portrayed Bull on nearly 200 episodes of Night Court uh, in the late 80s, during which he also appeared frequently on like a, a bunch of game shows <laughs> like Weird. looking at his credits it's like game shows game shows game shows 200 episodes of night court game shows game shows game shows it's really funny i don't know why that tickled me so much but yeah, like so things funny. like super password body language the pyramid game shows all things that have like celebrities on them so it makes sense it just was a really funny uh list of credits <laughs> yeah Gotcha. Like all at once too. It's not like he was on Night Court for like a few years and then right. suddenly started appearing on game shows. It was like all Look, at once. It was wild. Collect, collect and it wasn't paycheck, even dude. Right. And it wasn't even all like on Night Court network. Like the network that Night Court was on. It was like networks across 
television. So was he was he hosting them or was he a was he like a guest host? No, he was, was like, like a celebrity guest. guest? He's like celebrity guest because like oh, another one was okay. like the match yeah. game. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, yeah. yeah, he just I mean they were just shows that had celebrities on them. You know. Yeah, yeah. I imagine there's there's been celebrities like that now too. Like oh no they, doubt. Every so often it's like your TV celebrities that. I don't want to say like C-list, but maybe kind of C-list that are just like, you know, kind of they like are, are they are just they are truly working actors that just happen mm-hmm. to be famous enough to, you know, secure a spot. I guess the kind yeah. of people that 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 would get reality shows now too very easily. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. And this is just a really incredible credit that my eyes could not pass over. Uh, in Superman, the animated series, he voiced a character named Emperor Spooge. Doug, I just watched like through Superman the Animated Series like <laughs> just a few months ago, not uh-huh. long ago at all, and I had no memory of who that guy was, and I had to look it up. Um, and it's because he was just in, like a the, very the, funny name. <laughs> yeah, he. I mean, if you look up what he looks like, he's a very funny designed character mm-hmm. too. He just looks like a giant turd. It's he was in the Lobo two parter, which I didn't really. I like Lobo as a character. I don't really care for those two episodes very much, though. Uh, so that's why I didn't really remember, because I don't think I was yeah. paying much attention during those episodes. To Spooge? <laughs> you weren't paying attention to Spooge? Weird. Sadly, um, no. <laughs> what's funny, too, is like I don't think Emperor Spooge is from comics. So it's not even like, it's not even like, oh, this is just like a weird, funny name from like the 70s. Mm-hmm. Nope. Pretty sure... Correct me if I'm wrong. I didn't look too deeply into it. Pretty sure this is a character created for the animated series. <laughs> so good. Emperor Spooge. Ridiculous. Um, we also meet Sarah. Um, oh oh Sarah boy. is... Oh, God. Oh, Mac Gargan's girlfriend. I like already was forgetting. I was like, who the fuck is Sarah? Um, so we get <laughs> Mac Gargan's girlfriend here. Uh, she is voiced by Sandra Bernhard, who I feel like if you look at a picture of would recognize, yeah. even if you're not entirely sure right away why you know her. Um, she's a stand-up comedian and she's a singer. Uh, she was a supporting player on the short-lived Richard Pryor show. Uh, she portrayed Nancy on Roseanne, which I imagine people our age might recognize. Uh, she co-hosted the queer edge with Jackie Jett. Um, and currently is a show on Sirius XM called Sandy land. That's been going for, I think seven years recently. She's appeared in a few Ryan Murphy series, including pose and a couple seasons of American horror story. And her bio is an interesting read because she's like one of those comedians who's like who was like an edgy comedian in like the 90s and 2000s so it's weird because she's like progressive and seems like cool but also at the same time it's like very easy to find stories of her just saying like wildly racist shit and i'm like i think you've stopped i can't find anything to tell me that you haven't stopped and it's not just sort of like a product of that sort of shitty sense of humor uh, but it is it, very weird because it's hard it's, to like read about her and not also find some of that weird shit. <laughs> it's really weird. I mean, it's it's just I, I know you never want to just like, you know, lean back on like, well, it was the style at the time. But like it also was, unfortunately, it was. like it. you would be hard pressed to not find a comedian that was active during, you know, the late 90s, early 2000s, especially that didn't just say some god awful stuff, especially like around 9-11. Well, you know, everybody well, was yeah. just like, we need the edgy shit. But, you know, like, I, I, yeah, so I'm not surprised at all. Yeah. Yeah. It was like shock. It was I, at first I was like, oh, no. Uh, and then I I I, I did uh, look more deeply into it uh, than I normally do because I was like, am I going to have to be like this person sucks? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. I think she was. Just, she seems very she was cool just, right now. 
on the wave. She was just on the wave at the time. And yeah, as far as far as I've ever heard, she's good now and is kind of a, you know, a queer icon to a lot of people. So yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I, my impression is that she's fine. That was yeah. just, you know, the time. Totally understandable though. If people are like, I don't fuck with her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love, cause love it's wild shit. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's like indefensible stuff from that time. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of stuff was, I, I love her voice. I think she's, um, she's really like, she's got a very like distinct look and voice to her. Mm-hmm. Absolute yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. waste. Absolute fucking waste in this episode. Why did you cast her in this? I don't Why? know. I was why? really surprised. Why? I don't really why? get what she's here for. Why? Like not the character. I get why the character is here kind of, but, but like, like, why, like, why, why is she her? voicing this character? And it's like, it's not like she was a it's nobody. So this time. She was very popular. She had been right. on Roseanne for years at, yeah. at this point. She's like firmly it's established. really bizarre. And firmly like, established in what she does. So it's not even like they cast her. Yeah in a role that was like for her. She's like the sweetest, nicest kind of nothing sort of personality on this show. It's so weird. Yeah. I did like a cursory search. I didn't see her name, you know, just, you know, Sandra Bernhard, Spider-Man. I don't really know what else to look up for that just to see if anybody's ever talked about it. And I didn't come across anything, but if anybody else knows something, I, I am so curious as to why, like how that happened. Like I know this this show gets a lot of interesting actors sometimes, and usually the reasons make sense. Or it's like an old Hollywood person right, that you know that right. one of the writers or whoever or casting people were like interested in. But like Sandra Bernhardt seems like a very distinct from like your Joseph Campanellas and stuff like that. So yes, I, I yes. don't understand how that swerve happened, and then that it happened for this character this nothing it's, character it's that i can't imagine appears again does anything significant so yeah. i don't get really it. really strange so in so many ways this is like such a strange person to be talking about on this podcast for this yeah. series um yeah but she's here <laughs> yeah and then we also get uh baby silvermane We've seen Baby Silvermane. I don't think Baby Silvermane spoke before this one, though. No, this was a surprise. Um, (laughs) This was um, a choice. And Baby Silvermane (laughs) is voiced by Cannon Young, who is our age. So he would have been like actually eight or nine years old, um, depending on when this was recorded. This isn't like an adult woman doing a baby voice. Uh, genuinely mm-hmm. like a child doing a child voice, which is kind of cool. Um, yeah, you also can cool. tell based on the editing. <laughs> um, uh-huh. And yep. aside from one credit in Land Before Time 5 um, and a Hunchback of Notre Dame like CD-ROM interactive story game, uh, this kid did not act. Like this is, he's not, like that's it. That's all he's done. <laughs> so, he's like, and I, I tried. I was like, can I find this guy? Is this like one of those people who like doesn't have a lot of credits on IMDb because they ultimately went into theater and like that's where they're known? Like, mm-hmm. there's just not enough for me to like figure out where this guy yeah. is or was without like being creepy. Yeah, he played a, a a weird baby on a Spider-Man cartoon, and it's mm-hmm. like that's enough. That's enough. I'm yeah. out. But you know what? Here, I was thinking about this. If I played a weird baby on the 90s spider-man cartoon and then never acted again i feel like i would never shut the fuck up about that that's true yeah like if i went on to do other things i might not talk about it like if i went on to do other acting things i mean i might not talk about it but it would be like my whole instagram bio that's like these i mean i've encountered people like that where it's just like did one like cool thing when they were a child and that's kind of like all that i know about them yeah (laughs) you know um yeah yeah i i get that i get that huh very interesting. Hope you're doing well, Canon. <laughs> yeah. God, what a weird <laughs> No idea cat. what you're up to. 
What a truly bizarre cast list for this episode. <laughs> right? What? What? So and, you strange. know, and it's like, like, honestly, Nightport, like, edgy, like, 90s comedian playing the nicest girl ever and a baby Silvermane. <laughs> so fucking weird. And it's like, I remember seeing, like, just, you know, the title card at the end of the episode with all the credits. And it's like, I just think there's so, there are so many voices in this episode because, like, characters have multiple voices. Like, Vulture has mm-hmm. both of his voices. You hear three Silvermane voices technically because the middle aged yeah. Silvermane says, like, one line. Like, yeah. the cast, the cast list for this episode is ginormous for some reason. And it's all such a weird, weird and- assortment of people. And I, I wasn't even confident. I saw that too, and I was like, not even confident that we've talked about all it three Silvermanes or every matter. Vulture. I didn't care. These are the three that I felt matter. like talking about. I think that was that was fair. <laughs> I think you picked a good. This kind of shows the spectrum of bizarreness that this episode yeah. is. Honestly, yeah, yeah, very strange, very strange episode. Mm-hmm. Um, shall we get into it? <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> so this episode begins with Black Cat swinging around the city. She's doing that yeah. now. She's swinging around. Love um, it. And reflecting on her recent conversations with Spider-Man. You know, the ones where he tells her to give up and not use your powers. Don't help people. It'll only suck and hurt you. Um, You remember those conversations? (laughs) Well, this is weighing on her, understandably. And so as she's swinging around thinking about this, she notices a Hardy Foundation truck. And she immediately clocks it as like a phony. She's like, wait a second. I know our fleet. That does not belong to our fleet. So she decides to follow it and figure out what's going on. Spider-Man notices her doing this and secretly follows along because he's cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, this opening made me excited for, I mean, even knowing that the that the description was like black cat gets kidnapped. I was still excited for this opening. Cause like it felt like they were doing something really intentional because the episode opens with the normal Spider-Man music stinger that it has, mm-hmm. but then immediately like almost like jarringly cuts to black cats tune as you see her swinging. So it is sort of, it, it gives you the I vibe that it's tune, sort of like our theme is so good. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah. It's, it's so like perfectly this and it's so it's cause it's not even just like a black cat theme. It is like perfectly this black cat where she is the heroic character. So it's like you get mm-hmm. the, the strings or everything that you'd expect from like a cat themed character that they always have for Catwoman or a black cat or whatever. But like there is this heroic sort of, uh, lean to it. I don't know music mm-hmm. words or anything like that. So I don't know the best yeah. way to describe it, but like you do get like a heroic sound to it that I don't think that like other black cats would, nor- that would fit other black cats. Um, so it's sort of just this interesting mixture of like, yeah, like sneaky rogue figure, but also like hero. Like I love that. I mean, but Black Cat meets Captain America. It's like perfect. <laughs> yeah, it, no, exactly. I mean, yes, yes, exactly. And so you know, at the opening of this, you know, you got this, and like she's the one who's like because of her knowledge of being a Hardy, like is able to get in on this mystery that's potentially happening. Like you immediately see her like fight guys and like gas a dude, and I'm like, finally, someone other than Spider Man gets gassed first of all. Mm-hmm. But also like I don't know, it kind of get the vibe that it's sort of like after these episodes of like setting up her trying to you know get into the hero game or, or whatever like oh this is the episode that's actually going to be black cat trying to be a solo hero of some kind Ugh. you know until spider-man like maybe you know uh gets intertwined with whatever story she's getting involved in like that's what it almost feels God, like they're setting up just from the first like minute or so of this because we haven't this gotten that had- we haven't gotten that yet with her, really. Like, we've no. gotten her trying to learn, and we've gotten her picking stuff up, and we've gotten her trying to be pi- Spider-Man's partner specifically, but I don't feel like we've really gotten an episode that's just like, Black- I am Black Cat, who am I as a superhero? Here is me doing superheroings, you know? 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because I don't know that this show, and maybe I'll be proven wrong, but like, I don't know that this show is ever truly willing to like give someone else the reins. Like yeah. I wish that this episode had been from black cat's perspective. Yeah. Um, and it kind of yes. starts that way. Like you said, like it starts with Spidey's music, but then it's like, Oh wait, actually here's black cat. Oh, and she's swinging through the city. Like this should be Spider-Man. Um, and I yeah. do think, you know, probably I would say maybe ultimate Spider-Man onward, like any, well, I guess that's only two series, but like, I feel like either of those two series, Ultimate or 2017, would be willing to do that. Um, I just yeah. don't know that they would be willing to do that for this yeah. show, which is a bummer because well, it would have been a cool episode. Yeah, because I mean, they clearly love this version of Black Cat and want to make yeah. her a major part of the story in the season. But also like, you know, I, I, I do understand the show is called Spider-Man. He is the lead character. It is not meant to be a team show or whatever. I I do understand that the show hasn't One really episode, ever. episode, four seasons I know, no, in. I know that. I agree with that. <laughs> but also, you know, there isn't really precedent for that with this show. It's it's pretty much always exclusively yeah. stuck with Peter Parker, which I understand. So I understand that it yeah, might be hard fair. for the writers to break away from it. But I do think that there is still a way to make Black Cat a more central character in a story and be the major driver of a story that isn't just her origin, you know, that's just a mm-hmm. typical superhero story that you can still have Spider-Man heavily involved with. And if you need him totally. to do the last punch or kick to save the day, because that's his show, you can do that. But like, you can still make it a Black Cat story. And mm-hmm. it's just wild we will talk about it as we go through it it's wild that it almost feels like this episode if it had flipped and it was spider-man who got kidnapped and black cat doing everything spider-man's doing in this episode i think it would have been like a much better episode period it's not just like i don't think it's just us being like black cat shouldn't be kidnapped or whatever like i don't think she should but also if this is her first like major sort of outings as superhero i guess the last episode was technically but if this is her first major outing trying to be like solo in some way like independent in some way like i don't know like at least have one 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 instance of her being able to do that without Mm -hmm. being the one who's kidnapped you know yeah Um, and i i mean i have more issues with this episode than just like her getting kidnapped mm -hmm. so it's not just that oh for sure it's not just us having an issue that's a part of it i think that would improve (laughs) a lot let's talk about it though i feel like i feel like there i feel like there are things that would genuinely improve the actual story progression and some of the themes they're trying to bring up and everything if, if they mm-hmm. flip that. But yeah, yeah. I, like, we haven't even gotten to that stuff yet. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about that truck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that, that truck, it ends up in shocker, a warehouse district. Um, and when they, when they begin unloading this truck, black cats, like I'm going to confront these guys, but these guys is like a slew of mass dudes with lasers. So of course, Spider-Man's like, that's too much. And he steps in, which is annoying. Cause again, we cannot stop pointing out the fact that she's literally Captain America. She's, <laughs> like, she's cat. She's, she's, she's fine. She's cat, 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 Patin You America. got this. <laughs> black cat, pin, cat, black cat, pin America, cat, 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 Catpton America. You're trying Black to Catman do America. a TPT all in a row. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's the trouble. I don't know how else to Catch do it. A cat, cat pin. Cat. I guess it could be cat pin. But then it sounds like cat pin. I don't know. Like that doesn't sound right. Cat pin America. Black Incredible. cat pin America. Yeah. 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 There you go. I nailed it. Thank you. I needed that. You know, I had that in my notes. I like planned for that to happen and still could not even get it out incredible uh thank you for being vulnerable with us today (laughs) (laughs) but but 
it's so annoying. And, and, you know, I'll try not to say this every time, but I'll probably drop it in at least once per episode. But, like, she would have been fine. And, of course, Spider-Man's like, you're not going to be fine. Um, once again, he tells the super soldier black cat that it's too dangerous for her to go this alone. And the show does support that to a degree, just not necessarily immediately. She does handle it alone, at least mm-hmm. in this moment. And he does finally ask himself, basically, am I the asshole in this situation? So like, to this point, I was like encouraged. I was like, okay, he's like telling her to chill and she doesn't chill and handles it fine. And then he's finally questioning, like, should I stop telling her to chill? Like yeah. these first, this first like two minutes of the episode, I'm like, maybe I'm gonna really like this. Yeah, because that's that's when he gets like the male chauvinist line, like, maybe yeah, evaluate that. It's like, thank you, yes, yeah. Actually, we've been saying she, you know? she has kicked your ass multiple times. Like, right. get over it, dude. <laughs> I know. Uh, then the then the show. So if we ended the episode right here, it would be a great episode. Yeah, but then the show itself is like decides to fuck her over. Actually, it's like no, the male chauvinist is correct. Actually, yeah, Spider Man, you are not the asshole. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, because like literally right after he does, you know, right after he's like, okay, this is actually pretty cool. You know what? You're good. You might be good at this superhero thing, and I'm wrong. Actually, I'm right because the two of them are targeted with this like projectile full of gas, which Spider Man, despite being the king of being gassed and knocked out mm-hmm. over and over and over again as, as you know as, as just as most as recently as literally last week um he's like i got this i don't get gassed and black cat immediately gets knocked out which is like oh she God. just stands there this show is yeah, like she's, she's gonna do nothing <laughs> no she's gonna do absolutely nothing it's not like she makes a mistake her mistake is that she just doesn't react yeah she just doesn't do anything at all yeah so obviously, you know, she's going to have to be rescued. Uh, the culprit is Alistair Smythe, um, who the last time we saw him, he was turned into that like ultimate, ult- ultimate slayer dude. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, hey, guess what? I'm working for a new employer um, and now I'm going to knock you out so I can kidnap Black Cat. And I'm like, oh, boy, because first of all, it's a bummer that Black Cat gets kidnapped, which we've talked about. Yeah. Um, especially after they just had the conversation about how, you know, she can actually she's pretty good at this. And she can handle herself. It's like, God damn it show. Um, but second of all, it's like, I don't know the idea that like Alistair Smythe, they gave them like this whole arc. The last time we saw him of like finally getting over his, like, you know, finally sort of like growing and like growing, getting over being like subservient to a kingpin. And then mm-hmm. this episode sort of like, and so he went on to become subservient to another kingpin, <laughs> like another megalomaniacal businessman. And that's it. Like, Look. I don't know. That's such a bummer to me. Derek, we don't kink shame an Alistair Smythe as a sub, okay? <laughs> okay, I guess so. <laughs> no, 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 I'm with you, though. It is it is frustrating, because it's like, it's it's clearly meant to be this sort of, like, um, like reveal, right? Like, whoa, it's yeah. Alistair, but who could be working for? Oh, my gosh, you know? Um, yeah. But you're right, it is kind of annoying. It also comes right after Black Cat gets gassed. It would have made more sense based on what they've been doing for four episodes that Spider-Man would, in fact, be gassed. And Wait. I think it's believable that he would just kidnap Spider-Man if he successfully knocked him out. Right. And also like he ends up needing Spider-Man for the neogenic stuff anyway. Anyway. And, but that's my thing. That's my thing is that I think this would be cleaner and work better if he could have Spider-Man here and his black cat do his dirty work because a um, Spider-Man, he ends up needing him and kidnapping him at the end of the episode anyway, just by like a and- dumbass trick that Spider-Man falls for. Um, 
Well, what are you, you going to say? Because actually, she, I don't she, she would be way. Uh, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself, but she, but she she would be way more willing to do things like that because she exists. I know in this show not as much, but she does at least exist, uh, sort of by precedent in a grayer zone. So if you want to have a black cat who is a hero, but also kind of have her still be reminiscent of of older black cats Mm -hmm. the way that you have her do that as we saw a couple weeks ago is coerce her into doing classic black cat stuff right this was another opportunity to do that and i thought they were going to do that and they don't do that it's just yeah we got to kidnap a girl so that spider-man will do what we say like when when i don't even think spider-man would do what this episode asks him to do i think it's ridiculous that 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 he goes along with what he's eventually going to be asked to do. I think he's, I think he is genuinely out of character through a lot of this episode. Incredibly. Like it makes really dumb, dumb decisions. Um, even like as flawed as this Peter Parker is like it's Spider-Man. Th- this Spider-Man doesn't do what he does in this episode, but, and also like, I think it's a really, if it's, it, it will be so easy to have a throwaway, like of course, Smythe and Silvermane are going to be keeping tabs on what's up with Kingpin. And they probably, you know, they could have easily just been like, yeah, we, we saw that uh, or heard that uh black cat worked for Kingpin at some point. So now we're going to hold something over you to make you work for us now because we've right. seen how effective you are or something like that. Like it would all make sense. And I think, and like you said, could I think develop it would honestly off of make it, more right? sense. <laughs> what? It would make more sense and you could develop off of it because they could just assume that she will do what she did for Kingpin and it can go wrong because she's yeah. been there before and yeah. her father isn't involved. You know what I mean? Or, like or you could think build that she's on a hot... what you did a couple weeks ago. Yeah, they could think like they could they could think she's a higher goon even like because right. they don't know who the hell she is like totally. honestly the fact that they barely know anyone kid... knows who she is. Right, the fact that they know to kidnap her to get Spider-Man to help is kind of weird anyway. Cause like, how does anyone know that they have a relationship really? Um, but yeah, they, I, if they I would argue this, because they... I would argue this episode isn't even asking us to believe that these characters know they have a relationship because the justification we're getting so ahead of ourselves, but it's so frustrating a concept. It's a frustrating, it's a frustrating episode. They, yeah. They, they don't even say like, Oh, we know like that they're connected. They literally just say like Spider-Man's weakness is he cares too much. They could have kidnapped literally any girl. Anyone. That's so true. Why did that be her? Yeah. Which, I mean, anyone, but like this show, any girl on, on the planet, they could have stolen and yeah. they could have told the exact same story. Yeah, would have been cleaner if they just hired Spider-Man, coerced Black Cat, or even maybe Black Cat made a deal to help them in exchange for yeah. Spider-Man, and maybe her lesson is that like she shouldn't have done that or found another way. Yeah, there was a different way. You know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, there's so many different ad- avenues that would have just been cleaner and like more interesting to watch than Spider-Man mm-hmm. just like being out of character and tracking down villains and being an right. asshole to them. Like, <sighs> whatever. Yeah, we are right. so way ahead of ourselves, aren't That's we? That's <laughs> okay. Let, but let's okay. We can get, we can get there pretty quickly. So. There is this frustrating beat after after uh, Black Hat is kidnapped where like the show could have just left it at, uh, am I a jerk for thinking she can't handle this? Uh, no, she gets kidnapped. They then have this beat where Spider-Man wakes up, sees that everybody's left, and specifically says, oh my gosh, why did I let Cat have her way? Like clearly this was my fault for thinking she was capable. Her, but <laughs> so like she stupid. beat up the guys though. This is this is a completely out of context. This has nothing to do with that. She no, did it's just it to drive home the fact that like we shouldn't have let her. We shouldn't have let her. It's so stupid. So you can't okay, let a girl here, be cooler than Spider Man. I know. Else. I know. It's one of the boys going to think. We get. It's like the one. <laughs> like, I guess we got Night Stalker like a couple weeks ago, but like she's barely in the episode. It wasn't really it about count. that. Just not you know? count at all. No, not yeah. at all. Not at all. 
Um, so, okay, we're getting close to all the stuff we were just talking about. Alistair reports back to his new employer, who turns out to be talking baby Silvermane and Elisa Silvermane. And okay. we learn that the cargo being moved was technology stolen from the wreckage of Tomb's Aerodynamics, which blew up um, at the end of last season or at, at some the end point of season last season. Two, at the end of season two, actually. Oh, my God, going even way further back. Yeah. Uh, even deeper callback. It's hard with the callbacks of these episodes to because they, they draw – like this one episode and we'll draw from like well, so many different places or next week's episode is what I'm thinking of. It draws from yeah. so many different places. Um, but this season as a whole draws from like three full seasons of lore. Yeah. This, this episode in particular, actually a lot of Lex episode too, but especially this episode, it's pretty squarely just a sequel to the tablet of time. And yeah. then and actually it's a sequel to the tablet of time. And then the two parter, the, uh, the, the vulture two party that like the last four episodes right. of season two, it is just finally picking up all the threads from the last four episodes of season two, pretty much with like Smythe kind of thrown in there. Right. And, so and, if you didn't think you would it. need to remember that, uh, tombs aerodynamics exploded, you would be wrong. Um, (laughs) so they steal a bunch of technology from the blown up tombs place. Alistair also alludes to a surprise acquisition that he can't share over the phone, which is so stupid because they're like a floor apart from each other. They're in the same building, whatever. (laughs) This of course sets off alarm bells for both Elisa and her father because they're like, oh, what if he's like betraying us? Spoiler alert, he's not. Silvermane then laments messing with the Tablet of Time, which you mentioned, right? This is just a sequel to that because it makes him weak and makes him feel weak and powerless to be a literal infant. Uh, And so we flash back to all of that to remind us how that happened and like what, you know, where this all came from. Yeah. Okay. Like here's okay. Baby Silvermane, Silvermane. I feel like you have to, I feel like you have to take it as, being funny like i feel like that has to be intense like they don't want us to take it seriously right because no. i no, no, feel no, no, like no. There there's something... too many there's too many baby jokes for it to there's be too many baby seriously. jokes literally the last appearance of silvermane in this episode is like a a dark joke so like I, I i feel like you have to take it as a joke and there is something inherently funny about a little baby a little baby voice saying things like oh i rue the day like it is right. funny so i i just i think I think that the problem is that this show doesn't really do like comedy episodes. So I think that it's kind of hard. I don't know. It could easily it, be lost. On, I think it's on kind of audience lost. that's established uh, for three seasons. Yeah. Like what the tone of the show is. I think it's, yeah. if, if I'm just looking at the episode or even this episode and the episodes that it is uh, succeeding, is that right? Um, like mm-hmm. I, it's ultimately fine. It's not for me. I think they do an they do a fine job with it. It's not like I, I think the fact that they include some jokes makes it clear that we're not supposed to take it seriously. It's not really supposed to be scary. That sort yeah. of thing. It's just not for me. And I think you're right. It doesn't really fit the tone of the show. Um, yeah. But it's hard for me to be like, I hate this. This makes everything bad. You know? No, it's not. I it's don't not think nothing it like does. that. This is not a thing that there's a lot of problems that I have in this episode, but they're more in like, write, like writing and the pl- plotting and how the characters are written. Yeah. I don't think this is a problem. I think this is just some like dumb comic book shit that is fun and it's either you can either vibe with it or not. You know? Yeah. I think it's like way sillier than anything the show has ever done and i think that i think it would work better in an episode that does skew more comedic like overall like over in like overarchingly silly comedic episode um yeah. which but i don't know that that this show 
can really pull that off because it just no i think you're right i mean this is this this very particular bit that this episode is doing feels right at home in ultimate that does like weird absurdist things all the time um Mm -hmm. it's really i think the only show we've seen that it would work except maybe like the oldest shows that kind of every once in a while do something trippy oh yeah Um, yeah like amazing friends or whatever could do some yeah yeah, you know some some baby spider woman could do something weird like this too spider woman would 100 percent do something like this and they would explain it far less i mean this this actually is explained very well we know exactly why he's a baby it fall it like it all makes sense I yeah. think this show probably would have been served better by having him still be a baby because that makes sense, but just have like Elisa actually be yeah. the like primary force. Like she knows that this is what her father would want. And so she yeah. is kind of very aggressively pushing for the solution. I think so. And I think, I think that would Ali- be more fun anyway. I think we're fun. I think Elisa has, especially if they did the black cat thing, right? Cause then both of the primary forces would be these two like strong willed women, yeah. like strong, yeah. intelligent, like capable women. Yeah, and then even like if they, you know, if if the uh, Max girlfriend was written a little better, like then you've got like three sort of this like triangle of like women characters that mm-hmm. are trying to like find solutions and save the men in their lives in one way or another. Like mm-hmm. I think that would be a really honestly like I feel like it was almost going in that direction by in the climax too, but it's like lost obviously because the way it's written, it's sort of like there's your like fucking clean clear theme there. Like I know this yeah. this this show does like to like I know that just based on things. That 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 so the writers have said and and like what what we've seen in the show like there did seem to be like an attempt or a desire to like write more women and write them better they oh just, i think that's it clear was, there's it was so just many show. women in this show yeah more and, than like, you would and, expect yeah and like and, and i do think most of the time the women are written well honestly it's just like yep. sort of what happens to them plot wise and how other men react to them is usually where the problems arise but like i do think that this show does do a lot of good work to have really well fleshed out female characters you know what? from different sides you know that's such a great distinction the women themselves in this show are fleshed out they have good characters they're distinct from one another but mm-hmm. that isn't enough because what happens to them plot wise and how the men treat them is not good enough. So it's like yeah. they they got they got this far, but not far enough. That's yeah. I'm so glad you said it the way that you did because it's such a good, clear way to identify why this isn't enough, even though it's so much more than you might expect and so right. much more than any Spider-Man show would have had to this point. Yeah, and and I bring that up because I do feel like that sort of like triangle of like three different women with like three different like needs that are sort of, you know, bumping heads in in this episode would have been like I I don't think that would have been out of the realm of possibility for this show given that that was something that that I know that they were trying to do in making mm-hmm. the show was sort of involving women more in the action and stuff like that. So like I I think that that would have been a really cool thing to see because you know, yeah. I, I think Elisa is our is she our only female villain in this show at this I point? Think I think so. so. Like, you know, like recurring villain or, I mean, there might be some like random, you know, what monster of the week's like, you know, like the stalker last week or whatever, technically. But right. like, I think that she's our only actual like major recurring villain. And then, you know, that with like your only like major recurring superhero. And then, you know, random girlfriend you introduce in this episode. That's, I, I feel like you're kind of getting, I don't know. Like, I think that that's an interesting spectrum of characters that you could have. It would just make yeah, so much so. sense thematically and everything to write an episode. Especially because, like, like, as a trio, they all have a distinct attribute where, like, one of them's literally a super soldier, one of them is incredibly intelligent, and the other one is clearly driven by, like, her heart and her relationship with Mac yeah. Gargan. Like, you can play a lot that. with that dynamic. 
oh yeah brains brawn and heart like there exactly. you go like yeah i love that whole trifecta of it and like yeah and they all and like they are all technically driven by the men in their lives you know which isn't perfect but i think would be like such a clean thread to link all of them in this episode mm-hmm. um and they're like they almost they like theoretically they almost get there because all the pieces are there it's just like you gotta flip who's kidnapped between black cat and spider-man you which gotta give made more sense anyway which would have made more sense <laughs> anyway established you, you gotta just give max girlfriend i i hate that i don't remember her name what is her name sarah, sarah. uh yeah sarah um you gotta give sarah you know a little maybe a little more to do in that scenario and yeah i think like you said you can make elisa the actual driving force rather than just like doing her infant dad's bidding in this episode right um i think it would all make a lot more sense and i think yeah i think elisa is just kind of could inherently be a more fun villain because there is something kind of funny about like this like I don't know, like maybe 19 or 20 year old, like college student who's like, mm-hmm. just like, just sort of accidentally became a criminal mastermind because her dad turned into a baby. Because her dad turned like, into a baby. <laughs> there's something so bananas about it's that. So it's so comic so booky too. And like, yeah. they could have had the right tone for this show while still maintaining the absurdity of the scenario. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, yeah, there's definitely a way for everything in this episode to make sense. Um, yeah. It's just, yeah, it, there's some weird perspective things and yep. Uh, it's edited weird sometimes and it's just yeah. messy. Yeah, it really is. So, okay. We're still not quite to where we were complaining, but oh my you know, God. <laughs> I hope you all watched this episode cause everything will make sense. If you watch this episode at whatever yeah. point we're at yeah. Alistair, we started talking about him when, um, when, Oh God, you have the tangents. I just put when the two get to his lab, uh, that would be Silverman and Elisa. So when they get to Alistair's lab, because he said, I have to show you something, he explains that with a few things, the data from the Tablet of Time, the stolen tombs technology, and Black Cat, he'll be able to reverse the effects of Silvermane's extreme de-aging, right? And I'm like, that's interesting. Why would he need Black Cat for this? It doesn't really make sense to Silvermane either. So Alistair explains that by holding her hostage, I thought the next thing was going to be we can make her find Vulture or Scorpion, but no, we've already said it. If they hold her hostage, they can make Spider-Man go find Vulture or Scorpion, uh, two former neogenics experiments. So we've gotten there, everybody. We've gotten to the point we were complaining about. (laughs) But they they end up needing Spider-Man anyway. And and now they risked him being aware so he couldn't be caught off guard and he could have gone rogue or something. It's a bad plan. This episode relies too heavily on us just... Uh, assuming that motivations make sense when they very clearly don't. Like no. the fact that Alistair would even really be paying a ton of attention to Black Cat doesn't make sense based on him just suddenly reappearing in this episode. Like right. you had a good you had a good thought, which is like, okay, if she's been if she's appeared to be a hired hand for Kingpin in the past, you can draw that conclusion, right? But there are just mm-hmm. too many pieces in here where you have to sort of like you have to draw the conclusion and then you also have to sell it to yourself. And this is one of those places. Yeah. 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 And also like the, they make it a, a, a pretty big point that like Spider-Man has no fucking idea how to find either Vulture or Scorpion. And it's not, and, 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 and we know the audience is, you know, we'll see later in the episode, like the way that he does it is not based on any information that like Smythe or Silvermane or whoever would know nope. anyway. So like, 
there's there's no oh, reason that it has for to for finding them drives me nuts. It's, it's, it's like ridiculous. Number two complaint with this episode, I would say. But like, <laughs> there's no reason. There's just there's no reason from the villain perspective, the villain logic. There's no reason that it needs to be Spider Man. Like Spider Man and Black yeah. Cat would both have the same amount of information, pretty much, on how to find Vulture or Scorpion, which is nothing. So like, yeah. it doesn't. I'm just sorry. Go it's find just. Them. Okay. At every turn, at every turn, I could have like, cause I could have understood if it was like they're writing this and it's sort of like shit. Like, I don't know how Black Cat would even find Vulture or Scorpion. She doesn't know who they are, but, but Spider-Man knows XXX or whatever, you know, but like the fact that they make it so clear that like Spider-Man does knows fuck all about this, like, or how mm-hmm. to find them at all. And like his decision, his way to do it is just so completely bananas. So it's like. There yeah. literally is no reason for this episode to go the way that it does. It makes me so yeah. mad. <laughs> I think I think we're this season's so fascinating because it's like most of the time, from what we've seen to this point, they've done a good job of of like how do we connect all the lore, right? This episode is such a good example of like where it goes wrong when you have the ideas about how lore connects, but like your fanfic is messy. You know what I mean? Like you have all the theories of how everything connects, but you didn't write it very well. So you're just kind of listing off ways that things connect. And then people are like, yeah, but how? And you're like, uh, because of this. They're like, yeah, but how over here? And you're like, uh, because of this. Like it's clear that the connections were the things that they cared about and they just didn't put as much care into like the actual how those connections make sense. Yep. Yep. Whereas they've done a good job. We know they're capable of it. They just they just yeah. really fucked this one up. <laughs> yeah, the season's really impressed me so far otherwise. Oh, yeah. Which makes this one a bigger bummer that they just absolutely missed the mark yeah. in so many directions on this one. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, Is this where we're at? We get mm-hmm. this brief scene. Okay, so we get this brief scene explaining that Alistair is working for Silvermane because Silvermane promised to effectively revive Alistair's father, which, again, it's like... So you literally are back to square one. You are in the exact same position yep. you were at with Kingpin, who also promised to help revive your father. Uh, wait, no, that's not true, right? Because didn't Alistair didn't know that his father was alive. That was the big surprise. But no, even still... But it, he 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 was still, as he says, working for promises, right? Kinkman was still yeah. promising that he could do something for Alistair. Um, yeah. And there was I mean, no like, guarantee. There was nothing. Alistair yeah. has no leverage in any of these scenarios. So it's like, yeah, that's I, that's why I was joking it's that like he doesn't actually, you know, he just he likes being bossed around, I guess. But like, it is frustrating when you think about it, because it's like you are you are a super powered spider slayer who's also a fucking genius. Like, yeah. I don't know. You don't need to be working for these guys. No, it's really. Yeah, it's it's such a it's just such a bummer. I don't even it's like, just like Alistair. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I don't even really care up. for him either. But I liked him. I liked him more in when they did the Ultimate Slayer transformation because I feel like they figured out some new you know new avenues for sure. him. Like I like that was like finally an improvement. But then it's sort of like oh that happened and he just like goes slides right back to where he was. And like to this episode's credit, Alistair, like you said, like he he calls out that. Like he's yeah, still working good. for promises. It's not like it it is over everyone's heads that he's in like pretty much the exact same position as he's always been in. But it's just sort of like this right, was so the most now, interesting dude? thing you could have done with him. Like I just don't understand. It just feels What's like different is what I back- want to know. You know? Yeah, right. It's just it feels like an unnecessary black backslide. 
when the reality is just sort of like they're so used to having a kingpin like figure and then like his science his science companion and first it was kingpin and Smythe now it's kingpin and, and Landon what's Smythe gonna do he's gonna be someone else some other kingpin science companion mm-hmm. Silverman's the other kingpin so there you go like it's just I, I don't know it's just like it, it just it does I don't understand how that's the most imaginative that you get with it it's just not interesting you know this is why I love a really good Doc Ock you know what I'm saying because he's both the kingpin and the science guy works for himself he's got his own henchmen his own hired hands heck yeah (laughs) give me a master planner (laughs) (laughs) i say like weeks after they made him a negligible no nothing or not no nothing but like yeah yeah after complaining about how poorly he was using yeah 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 Yeah, you know you know (laughs) so uh, now Alistair puts his plan into motion. Oh, this fucking plan. He, we've already kind of, we basically talked about it. Honestly, he like sends the yeah. spider seekers out, contact Spider-Man, give Spider-Man communicator. So like you get 24 hours to find either Scorpion or Vulture. So it's nice that he gives him options. Yeah, um, we love options. Yeah, we love options, but also the options honestly like don't really matter because funny enough, we're very quickly, uh, you know, we very quickly cut to, uh, this scene showing that they're in the exact same place because uh, we find out through some flashbacks and some a- exposition and stuff that after the end of the second season, when Toombs's uh, place explodes and, uh, you know, vultures like man spider vulture or whatever, more on that in a second, um, Scorpion actually saved Vulture from the explosion, uh, but is holding him captive while he gets enough money to build a lab for Vulture to use his sciencing to cure both of their respective neogenic nightmares. My immediate first thought when I was watching this, because one of the things it might, this might be in your notes, I don't know, but like one of the things that is uh, happening with Vulture is that he's just like shifting sort of uh, randomly back and forth mm-hmm. between his old form and his young form. Right. Cause I was, you know, whole storyline, his whole story. Yep. And then the second season was sucking youth out of people and he shifted back and forth between them. And now he's so unstable and stuff from Spider-Man's fucked up DNA that he like can't control his shifts back and forth. Do you remember remember the man spider vulture, right? Like that was the whole way that season ended is that he absorbed Spider-Man's DNA. That's how you resolved that entire plot line with Spider-Man's mutation disease with that. The mutation disease just went from Spider-Man to vulture, which I thought was an extremely clever solution. Like great, like weird twilight zone. kind of Clever and twisted as fuck. So fucked up. I love it. Like such a dark ending, yeah. but like such a clean way to get it out of Spider-Man and cure him. And and the last we saw of Vulture was him just fucking flying away as as the man spider vulture crying about it. So first of all, a little bit of a retcon that Scorpion rescued him because he literally saw Vulture as a man spider flying away. But maybe, you know, he freaked out and crashed and Scorpion rescued him from there. We can we can explain that away. Where the fuck is the man spider vulture, Doug? Where's the fucking man know. spider? Where's the fucking man spider? I don't know because it was so, like you said, it was made very clear that that DNA had to go somewhere and it went to Vulture. So where they is showed it? the flashback of the man spider Vulture. What's that's okay? That's what's so wild to me, Derek. Because like you said, we can retcon the fact that he flew away if we want to because they they make a point to show or explain that Scorpion. Saved him from the wreckage or whatever. Whatever. Retcons, I'm fine with comics, that. hand in hand. I'm fine with the two of but these as a potential But if you're going to do that, yeah. if you're going yeah. to do that, 
don't show man spider vulture just pretend it didn't happen and move forward that's harder for me to accept because it was such an incredible plot point but if you really cannot figure a way out don't literally remind us that that was a thing (laughs) yeah like you know it's so weird to include it in the episode it's so fucking weird and it was kind of a i'm sorry kind of a big deal and you can't forget that image especially when they remind you of it and it's like you know incidental (laughs) <laughs> no, and it's like you know we, like we saw talk over and over again. We 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 are we are very intentionally not like annoying like continuity source material whatever like at all it's about shit you know like I'm fine with fucking with continuity for the sake of telling a better story. I get that. A this isn't a better story or anything. I don't think the story is worth no. changing that gigantic plot point. And B, that was a pretty fucking huge plot point that is just not mentioned. It's not even like they gloss over like, oh, I found a cure for that, but I can't exactly cure this. like right. they don't mention because- it. Because and that's the that's the other thing, right? One, they remind you that that was a thing. So they're not even trying to be like coy about like what man spider vulture. Huh? <laughs> right, like right. they literally show you and. And they're doing so much explaining via flashback yep. and, and, and additional exposition and completely fail to mention it, which is just weird, if nothing else. So fucking weird. And it's like, they already have to have him, having, have him shifting back between forms anyway. Why doesn't he shift between old vulture, young vulture, man, spider vulture? That's just like one of the things he randomly shifts between. And then, you know, they can fucking have their dumb neogenics explanation. He, you know, when, when, when the silver main vulture thing happens at the end, it's just sort of oh, like, no. and it cured them both of the mutation disease. Like who fucking cares? I don't right. give a shit. The science doesn't make sense, but you got to fucking mention it's it. Like have some sense. kind of throwaway line, do something. And no, yeah, it's, it's, it's comic book science. It doesn't matter. <laughs> But, like, you got to fucking, like, mention that that happened. And how cool would it be if he just randomly turns into a man spider sometimes? Just every once in a while. But still has his full brain. Just every yeah. once in a while. Like, it's fine. I think that'll be fucking fun. I don't get I it. Know. I don't understand. It's, it makes me so mad. It's bizarre. This is why at the top of the episode we said it's frustrating because we know that they're possible. Like, it's possible. They're just fumbling this yeah. one so it's hard. It's so weird. Like, it's and, so and, again, weird. they're doing something difficult, but they've proven they can do it. So, like... I don't know. We at least want to see you try and fail. This particular detail feels like they didn't even try. Yeah. Like was, was the reason there was like a two month break from the last episode because like something catastrophic went wrong and then they had to like write this episode maybe at the last minute or something like right before, right before it went to maybe be animated or something like, cause it really feels, it is like, like it, there's it, some stuff in the, you know, deeper into this episode that makes me feel like there was some chopping yeah. of things and, you know, shuffling of things and it's just rewriting like it's of un, things. It's uncharacteristically messy for this point in the show by season, yes. for, by, by all of the really great stuff we've seen in season three and season four. It's like, this feels like a throwback to the worst it's a parts regression. of like the, the first two seasons in a really bizarre way. Yeah. Don't like it. Yeah. What I do like, though, Derek, is the idea of a Scorpion Vulture Sarah sitcom, because that's basically what's going on here. <laughs> it's a fun idea. It is a fun idea. They're an interesting pairing, for sure. It's it's so funny. It's it's going into my into my my theoretical book of fanfic I'm never going to write, because it's the it's the perfect fodder for that. Fodder's not the right word. It's a perfect plot bunny of just like, mm-hmm. what do they do in their everyday lives if they're not doing crime? And Sarah is trying to keep Scorpion on the straight and narrow. Like, yeah. Scorpion's keeping Vulture alive. He's like feeding him. Like, right. <laughs> he's like letting him go to the bathroom somehow. Like, yeah. this Vulture is being 
taken care of. So what does that look like? <laughs> yeah. And like, did Sarah know Mac before he was Scorpion or did she meet oh him my God. after he was Scorpion? I want to know so bad. I want to know so bad. I asked that exact same question. Yeah. And like, I don't, I don't mind that not being answered in this episode, but it, it is a great question to have that just like mm-hmm. in one or the one direction or the other could say a lot for who she is uh, totally more than we really get for her otherwise. Cause a Mac Gargan story almost always stresses just how much of a fucking loser he was <laughs> prior right. to being Scorpion. Yeah, so was she in love he... with that guy or did she yeah. fall in love with Scorpion? If she fell in love with Scorpion, what does she think of him trying to go back to Mac Gargan? You know, yeah, does she even she know might... what that means? Yeah. She might not like him if he's cured of his, neogenic nightmare damn <laughs> there's some real world metaphor action going on in there <laughs> mm-hmm. uh-huh. so i like the idea and the situation and the scenario here even if uh yeah. how we got here is very frustrating <laughs> yep. and yep. we even get an argument over finances you know five hundred dollars five hundred whole dollars vulture literally said what i was thinking in my head when he said that yeah, because they're yeah. the the whole idea here is that Vulture is being kept kidnapped because he has a brain, um, but Scorpion doesn't have the funds to apply Vulture's brain anywhere. So he's like trying to raise money for a lab. Um, he's really convinced though that he can do it like the right way. Uh, so he's mm-hmm. not stealing this money. He's not like he's trying to lay low and not be a criminal. And this yeah. is where Sarah comes in. Cause she's like, that's right. You should do that. You should do it that way. We're trying to be good here. I don't want you going back to prison. <laughs> yeah. Which vulture just makes fun of. Uh, yeah. And that's very funny to me. Yeah, it is funny. I mean, it's, it's like, Oh, you're a nice, good influence, Sarah, but like it is vulture makes a good point. You've already raised $500. Like, Wow. You realize what you need to build a new lab, man. Like, come on. More than $500. <laughs> I love, I just love the idea of like Vulture being <laughs> like the, uh, God, I'm drawing a blank on the two cranky puppets in the galleries. Oh, St- uh, St- uh, Waldorf. Wald- yes. Statler <laughs> and Waldorf. Yeah. Yes. I just love him like being, this is such a weird sentence to say. I love him just being like chained up in the hallway while like Scorpion and Sarah like live their lives in their home. Like yeah, they're just like watching like the, a movie in the other room and Vulture's just like screaming insults from the hallway. Yeah, he's just like the <laughs> peanut gallery of their lives, essentially. So annoying. Yeah, and like they don't have a big enough apartment to like put him anywhere substantially. No. Like, he literally just has to be in the closet next to their living room. <laughs> like, good Lord. Oh, jeez. So oh, boy. I love yeah. that. Well, the next day, with only eight of his 24 hours left, what were you doing, Peter? What were know. you doing for such a long time? <laughs> I know. He, like, doesn't sleep for, like, three days and then is like, oh, <laughs> what do I do here? How do I spend 24 <laughs> hours? What in the world? It's such a, but it's such a funny choice because it's just like, no, we get no indication. This is his last ditch effort. I'm like, what was your first ditch? Like, what did you do? Did you just swing around the city for 16 hours doing nothing? I don't understand. No, honestly, and this is just the cut. This is the weird way they edit it. It honestly feels like he's been sitting in his fucking computer for like 12 (laughs) hours, 16 hours or whatever. Because that's what they cut to. He's like working on his computer yeah. being like, oh my God, I'm never going to find them. He's like on just like askjeeves.com. Ask right. Where what is Vulture? Doing? Where is Scorpion? Scorpion sightings. Vulture sightings. It's, it's, it's such a bummer because he's done such great like out yeah. of suit detective work this season. And this oh is God. such a fail. 
<laughs> right. There, and there's, there's, it's fine. It's just, it's funny the way they handle it because it, it makes him look really stupid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially since they're just like living in an apartment in New York anyway. Like, it's not like they're that, like, I don't know. I feel like Scorpion probably has gone outside at one point or another. There probably is some kind of sighting of Scorpion in his silly little trench coat <laughs> for over the last few months. I don't know. Like, Oh, whatever. you for, you forget the power of a trench coat in this universe. It's true. That is a very true. A trench coat <laughs> is like the best disguise a person could ever have. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Outside of like um, a, a floor plant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow, what a throwback that is. <laughs> um Yeah, but yeah, so he's got no leads. He suits off and uh he suits off. Jeez, he suits up and sets off <laughs> to find <laughs> to find Smythe instead, which like hmm or does maybe he? that should have been your first but th- why wasn't that his first instinct to find Smythe? Okay. Like I Sometimes. don't get it. So, but here's the thing though Derek that's not even what he does sometimes when I'm watching an episode and I'm trying to like plot things out I'll have to go back and be like oh I misunderstood because this was like clunky or this was like worded weirdly I left it this way because I feel like he very clearly says I can't find those two so I'm going to find Alistair Smythe instead and I just feel like I need people to hold on to that detail because I think it's made very clear that that is what he intended to do and I yeah. don't think that's at all what he goes on to do. This is, yeah, it's like, it, I, yeah, I wonder what, I what don't kind of think. rewrites, what kind of rewrites or weird editing was happening on this episode. But you're right. That, that would make more sense. That would be a better revelation for him to be like, fuck, I've wasted 16 hours trying to find these guys. I have no lead on. I have at least something from Alistair. I have technology from Alistair, you know, he's yeah. found people with less. So yeah, for sure. Just weird. For sure. It's so weird. It seemed yeah. so smart to me. And then I feel like they pulled it right out from under me. Yeah. <laughs> really bizarre plan. I know. Um, and then this next thing's so sad. So oh, sad. This is so sad. Cause we just you know literally the last episode, Peter just moved in with Harry <laughs> because to, to sort of like, because both of them were sort of in the same place they needed to be there for each other. And finally, you know, uh, you know, rebuild their friendship and stuff. And, and, and I mean, specifically to be there for Harry, you know, when he's feeling down. So mm-hmm. Harry knocks on Peter's door and is like, Hey Peter, oh, I'm sorry if I'm bot like he's, and he's not even being, you know, weird or forceful about it. He's really is just like, sorry if I'm bothering you. I'm just feeling really down. And I kind of want to talk to someone. The whole point, the whole reason Peter <laughs> moved in there mm-hmm. and Peter's just like, sorry, Harry, I don't have time and jumps out of the window. Like, it would have been better if Peter just said nothing and made Harry think that Peter wasn't there the entire wasn't time. Wasn't there at all. Yeah. And I don't even mean that from like the Spider-Man perspective or whatever. Like Harry's going to suspect how did Peter get to leave his room? But like the fact that he, but like that doesn't, I don't even give a shit about that. People are dumb about stupid identities all the time. They, whatever. Yeah. Like the fact that he is just very pointedly blows him off. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's so bad. Like that is it so sucks. much worse than if, than if Peter just wasn't there, you know? It's so bad. It's heartbreaking, though. It's it's almost like the entire Peter Harry dynamic from the 2003 show, the MTV show. It almost feels like the entire dynamic was built on like this interaction from the 90s show. Oh my god! Seriously, <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, I really need a friend right now. No, I got a Spider Man, and yeah. he leaves. And like, and and to be fair, you know, I mean, that's that's a quintessential Spider Man thing, right? Totally. He just lets people, lets people down for his superheroing. But it's Harry just is like, so ugh. wildly varied in his depiction. You yeah, 
and and he's but he, and he's just, it's it's just like extra brutal in the situation yep. especially given like last week and it's just sort of like oh man the whole lesson from last week it's like it's still like peter learned from that situation and learned that he needs to be there for his friends and that you know he can share his pain but like he's still <laughs> he's still not operating and executing no. it in the best way that he possibly can unfortunately no he sure i don't not. feel it and this isn't like this isn't a situation where it's like out of character or anything for no. for spider-man it's just a, it's you just know, brutal it's just a, it's just brutal to watch, yeah, yeah. And if you can make me feel bad for this particular Harry Osborn, uh-huh. like, damn, you wrote yeah. a good scene. Uh huh. Because uh-huh. I don't like this Harry yep. very much. <laughs> no, I. But you know what? I think they've they've found a way to make yeah. him sympathetic this season. Finally, yeah. Just had to completely destroy his life. Yeah. <laughs> to do I'm it. Well, I expect Kinda. that from a Harry Osborn. I expect that from any Harry Osborn. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, but I guess yeah. this is just the point at which it happened. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. <laughs> <sighs> well, so, so, instead of going to see Alistair Smythe, we had the whole conversation. Instead of doing all any of that, he actually shockingly goes to meet up with Dr. Connors. Um, which also, you know what, honestly, though, like, it is weird that he waited like until the 11th hour, less than the 11th hour to meet up with Dr. Connors now because Dr. Connors is the neogenics the only guy. only expert left. Yeah. Like in why neogenics. would that, can, can you help me? Knows, can you come up with some sort of detection system for people who've had their right. DNA altered via this process? It's only like a handful of them. Why was that the first phone call he made? Just be like, hey, do you have just have any idea about any of this with these two? It's a neogenics related thing. Or maybe you can even maybe, you know, maybe you can even help me come up with something to give to Smythe or something like that. I don't know. Like, it's just weird. Like, whatever. It's, he's stupid in this episode. They make him very um, stupid in this episode. They make him so fucking stupid. Uh, his plan, his genius plan. Tell me I will if I say, interpreted this right. I will say it is a creative plan. Um he, yeah, he, I think you got it right. He asked Dr. Connors to like what he says is that like you're not I know that you're not that far along in your research, implying that Dr. Connors is genuinely researching neogenics right now, which I right. think does kind of pay off in the next episode, actually. So like it's not like Dr. Connors is not working in neogenics. He still is um, in some capacity or another trying to rebuild, you know, what what was left off at the end of the second season. Um, but he's like, I know you're not that far, but I do need you to lie in a press conference saying that you actually have made a massive breakthrough in your neogenics research. The biggest breakthrough ever. I'm, I'm wondering what he says in that press conference other than I made a massive breakthrough just to let y'all know. We can't really explain it though. Um, right. But he, the reason you get to see is like, I made a breakthrough and I need funding. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but regardless of any of that, the reason for this plan is to hopefully draw out Scorpion. I think like Scorpion I or Vulture. I think I think the assumption is that it'll draw out either Scorpion or Vulture with the knowledge that the last time Spider-Man saw them, they were suffering from, like you said, a neogenic nightmare. So like, you know, and I feel like out of the two, either one of them are, are going to still be dealing with something probably and might so- react to this somehow. I guess. Is the idea that he has Dr. Connors make this press conference in the hopes that Vulture or Scorpion will reach out to Dr. Connors? I guess for, I feel like he's like, like severely putting I feel like he is severely putting Dr. Connors' life in danger by having him do this and well, like doesn't even oh, consider that. But but this is why I asked the question because the plan works, but the, I don't think the plan works in any way that Spider-Man 
ever could have anticipated. No. Because Scorpion sees that press conference, and Scorpion's like, holy shit, Dr. Connors is on to something that could help us. He just needs money. I'll go get the money to bring to Dr. Connors. There is no way, no way that you could explain to me where I would believe that Spider-Man thought that would be the result. That one of the two of them would steal money to fund Dr. Connors. So presumably he had a different plan (laughs) that we are never made privy to. We were never made privy to the actual plan and it worked out on accident. But then it doesn't even actually work out because it works out in a more classic way where Scorpion just appears and he just beats up Scorpion. You're like, right. Scorpion why? literally why had Scorpion money and was like, I would like to bring this to Dr. Connors, and he stops him from doing it and just lets other people have it. Like, it's why so we... fucking weird. Why? But This like... doesn't make sense. Something is, yeah, something why is, is a miss in the script. Stealing money. <laughs> why wouldn't Scorpion just go straight to Dr. Connors? The money thing was specifically for Vulture to rebuild his lab. Does he still want to rebuild Vulture's lab, but is just excited about it because no, of Dr. Connors he, made his announcement? No, I don't understand. No, he wanted to build a lab for Vulture to do the research to, to cure them. When he sees <laughs> yeah. Dr. Connors' press conference, he's like, oh, I don't need... For you to start from square one, I can give Dr. Connors money instead because he's had a breakthrough. You haven't. So he just ditches, he basically ditches Vulture in favor of Dr. Connors, which I do understand. Scorpion makes sense to me. What Scorpion does makes sense to me. I just don't think there's any world in which Spider-Man could possibly anticipate what Scorpion would do. He doesn't even know where he is or what he's up to. The money thing doesn't make sense to me, though, because he's sort of like, why? Oh, wait, no, because Dr. Because Dr. Connors asked for money. He's asking for funding. So Scorpion is like, I have been. Yeah, I only have $5, but I could go steal the money. And that's that's what. Okay, okay. That. That's I think fine. the Scorpion stuff is actually really well done because it's what forces him to break his promise to Sarah and, and steal money. Yeah. And it's still like interesting because he's not like. I just think they're leaning on that. Yeah. Yeah. No, actually, you're right. The Scorpion stuff, it does make sense. Yes. Yes. That does make sense. And that actually is kind of clever because it's like in his mind, he's still kind of like kind of being going a little bit straight because he's still going to be giving money to some someone. It's just like faster. He's trying faster to rob to make money. It. He's trying yeah, to he's steal in order to give to a good cause. I mean, the yeah, good cause is so, healing him. But theoretically, yeah. there's a bigger cause there, too. Yeah. Which I do appreciate that he's like he's still that like. He is very sympathetic in this episode throughout it, and they kind of absolutely. Keep that. So I, I like that. I mean, he's he's kind of the victim in this episode. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that all works. I I do like that. But do but you know yeah, what I mean? It is like there's no way Spider Man could know he would do that. So what was Spider Man's actual plan? Put Doctor Connors in danger by sending two villains to him. That's the thing is it's sort of like I think the idea that we as the audience are supposed to get from it is that it's sort of like it will just draw them out, whatever that means. The vaguest way it'll draw them out. They will make an appearance somewhere, which is how I think when they're writing this and for Spider-Man, like that's how they justify it. But the problem is that like the big missing piece is that like he just put a fucking target on Dr. Connors's back. And I do think. Yeah, there's no way Spider-Man would have ever thought that Scorpion would have stole the money unless Spider-Man knows Scorpion so well that he made Dr. Connor specifically ask for funding, thinking that Scorpion will then steal money to give him funding, I guess is maybe. Not a chance. But also, you that only works for Scorpion. Those cookies. 
Right, because that's too many. There's too many places to leap, and also Vulture is still always going to be a factor. Spider Man has no idea where he is, and Spider Man knows that Vulture, that Vulture is a very smart, very cunning, and like very like insidious villain, Extremely. and who wouldn't just steal money. He would just go fucking ki- kidnap Doctor Cotter. So like, exactly. Wh- oh my god. It and and then and then uh, let me remind you that the whole reason he is trying to draw them out is so that he can deliver them to other bad guys who will do experiments on them. Like this is yeah. all to bring these guys out so that he can deliver them to other bad guys, not it's to really actually sh- that's like it's yeah. and it's just to get Black Cat back. Like he can't think of any other solution here. It's this whole section of the episode is what has me. Like, this is where I was like, this is the worst episode of the season. This episode does not make sense. They're selling Spider-Man out so hard. Yeah, it's they're, really They're making a, a sympathetic villain just absolutely shat upon, like, in favor. Like, it is really, this is really bad. Like, it is really it's, bad. Well, it's so Something funny was that rewritten. It does not make sense. It None of this make makes sense. It's so it beneath just, the writers of the show. <laughs> and it's so funny, too, because it's sort of like... Last episode, Spider-Man was like intentionally out of character the entire time, and that was the point of it. They're so not even so doing funny that. that. But that's what I'm saying. That's what's so funny to get to this one immediately after that one, where he's just out of character because they're not writing him well, and the plot doesn't make sense. And it's like, I could have bought it if Spider-Man, if 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 you were continuing down this path of Spider-Man doing in a period of grief or something and not thinking straight, and it's just sort of like, oh, he has gone, he has gone from you know, uh, not processing his like you know, rage and guilt over Mary Jane disappearing to now like maybe even becoming a little bit too clingy with black cat as a potential suitor for him or replacement for Mm -hmm. Mary Jane in a way that's fucking with his head. And so to have her be kidnapped, that absolutely fucks him up. And then he's willing to like sell out a villain and then realizes like, wait, what am I doing? Like I'm, this is not what I should be doing, but like, that's not, that's not what they're doing. First of all, that's also not really the route that they take by the end of it. It's sort of like, there's like one throwaway line where Spider-Man's like, yeah, I did kind of get spider scorpion involved in this. And I'm like, no, dude, you like really fucked this guy over, actually. Like, what are you doing? You blew up this man's life, to be honest. So Max Gargan's life already (laughs) sucks before and after becoming the scorpion. Yeah, like, this you're is, the reason that he stops going. He is going straight in this episode, and you are the sole reason why yeah. he stops going straight and, and like you know robs a place in the first place. Like Spider Man is 100 percent responsible for fucking over Scorpion's life. It's not way worse than he has any yeah. other villain, and I think in a long time. It's not a desperation <laughs> turn, right? Like we see that with Flint Marco sometimes, where it's like we know he's a good guy, but he's just so desperate to do right by people that he's like, I have yeah. no other choice. Like circumstances and the system have like fucked over many versions of Flint Marco and you you feel bad, but he ultimately turns him, like, he ultimately goes bad because of choices he's making. That is not what's happening here. Yes, Scorpion makes a choice, but he makes a choice based on a lie that Spider-Man invents specifically, seemingly, to draw him out and sell him to a villain. It's so fucked. It's so fucked. It's so fucked. Oh my God. And again, it's fucked if up it was just, and if, it's not even clean. Like if it were, right, if it right. were clean, that'd be one thing. If it were yeah. messy, but less fucked up, that would be another thing. Yeah. Or if the point was that Spider-Man, messy. if the point was that Spider-Man was, was supposed to recognize that he did the wrong thing in a better way than the, than the throwaway way that yeah. they do it. I could, I could buy it a little more too, but it's like, no, this is just, yeah. This is just what Spider-Man's doing. This is, this is, a, is what our hero's plan is. You know who you know wouldn't who wouldn't have you know who wouldn't have fucking done it? Black Cat if she was exactly. rescuing Spider-Man. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Because here's the thing. 
an, a version of this where they swap them, like you proposed at the very top, right? Yeah. Black Cat goes along with the plan to a certain point and figures out a different solution. The type of thing Spider-Man should be doing, but I feel so confident Black Cat would have done, you know? Yeah. Also, she's literally a super soldier. So, like, she's got that in her back pocket. Right. I just, I don't know. It's, it's... This this uh, made me so mad. I was already like not really into this episode based on how they set it up early on, but like I've had episodes of of this show and other shows where I'm like, meh, like it's not, you know, they could have done better by characters, but this it just especially after he specifically said he was going to go find Smythe, which you never know. Sorry. Yeah, this episode sucks actually. It's like the it's more disappointing. We're getting into it to be it's honest. It's honestly <laughs> it's it's mostly disappointing because we've talked about how the pieces all are there and could work in really compelling ways, including the Scorpion and Vulture and Sarah of it all. Like but they just they just god it's not even just a fumble. Like the other team picked it up and immediately ran it back for a touchdown. Like this <laughs> and the, is and so then they just like ran out of the out of uh out of bounds and like off a cliff <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah why that. did they put this football stadium on like a cliffside it was a pretty <laughs> view but you know maybe a bad decision it's all right these writers would push this episode right off of it <laughs> so bad i'm disappointed oh i'm just disappointed i know yeah. i know that there's so much better than what happens here and i'm sure that there's something we've mentioned there's there clearly had to be some sort of rewrite but yeah i don't know yeah it just doesn't make sense yeah i i do one of my favorite bits of this episode <laughs> is mm-hmm. when it's after after scorpion i mean when when scorpion decides that he's going to steal the money like where, where he does it you know sarah of course is like you know meant to be his conscience or whatever tries yeah. to stop him but he shoves her in a closet and locks her there <laughs> which is like oh my god okay i mean they're trying to make scorpion sympathetic but this isn't the way to do it no but also that is such a fucking funny shot over while she's in the closet she looks down and she sees a screwdriver on the floor <sighs> and it's like suddenly sarah has an idea like, yeah <laughs> this character okay. we know super well who's definitely going to figure it out the macgyver of this show it's just like it just happens a screwdriver to be a screwdriver and it's like I mean, yeah, okay, like, all right. I guess we really need to know how she was going to get herself out of the closet and then freeze Vulture with the magical screwdriver that's, like, her her weapon now, I guess. I don't know. She's like, just a just regular a person. Sh- you don't even need to lock her in a closet. Just leave her at home. Like, it's 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 just that's an so extra true. Beat. Why did he lock her in a closet? That's so, that's so mean. Like, I don't know. That's kind of, that's, like, cruel, actually. Like, what the fuck? What, what's she going to do? I don't know. It's also a bummer because, like you said, it, it, it he's he's – like 99% sympathetic in this episode. This is really the only time where you're like, hey, buddy. Yeah. You don't have to do all that. Whatever. Whatever. Um, Whatever indeed. (laughs) Shortly after that, Spider-Man, you know, confronts Scorpion after he's burgled and gotten a bunch of money. Uh, They battle it out a bit before Sarah, having escaped from the closet. Happy Pride, Sarah. Happy Pride, girl. Got Sandra Bernhard for that. I guess guess there's your reference. There you go. Yeah, it was all a reference to her. Yeah, that's why. That's, that's, that's what they were doing. Whole reason. That's this whole reason is a, <laughs> is a tribute to Sandra Bernhard coming out of the closet. Okay, I guess. Yeah. Um, she arrives. See Scorpion defeated and carried off by carried off by Spider Man. Also, that money just gets like rained onto the street, which has come up like way more times on this podcast than I would have expected it to. Um, it's just a weird choice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know where Scorpion um, stole it from. I would like to think it was from like a bank or something. In which case, like that'd be fine. Rip it. Yeah, whatever. You know. But yeah, that's fine. Um, 
Yeah, well, whatever. But with about 13 minutes left, like, how is this the timeline? Like, what have you been doing? Also, 24 <laughs> hours is a long time, actually. Also, man. did you notice that when he looks at his watch, it goes from 13 minutes back up to 14 minutes? Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> it's just like a weird, and it's not anything. That's just like a weird, like, animation shit is weird and hard. But it just cracked me up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, well, whatever. Uh, so he contacts Alistair, guides him to the lab via those spider seekers. Sure, okay. Um, D- okay, lab- wait. Oh, Does okay. he show okay. him Scorpion? Does he show him Scorpion? Could he have lied to Alistair? Oh. Would Alistair have just led him back anyway? Actually, Was there a remember. way he could have faked finding one of them? Uh... I mean, that would have been really, I don't, I, I think that he would have had to show a body just because the spider seekers, if he's following them, I'm sure at some point one of them would have turned around and, and had to show it or whatever, but it mm. would have been really, oh, I mean, they didn't scan him or whatever. He probably could have just put someone else in the suit or put a dummy in the suit or something mm. like that. I don't know. There's plenty of workaround. There's so many mm. clever workarounds that Spider-Man could have done to foil this plan other than being a villain. So yeah. You know, I think that part is very clear at this point. I mean, that's 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 the that's the hole you take advantage of. The fact that Alistair has agreed to to lead you to his lab. That's what you take advantage of. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, Also, I don't even mention it because it doesn't fucking matter, but it's so funny to me. The the what Black Cat is being held in her prison, it's just like a clear dome that also just goes invisible for like no reason. Like it doesn't do. There's no reason this episode that it's invisible because like it's it's like she goes invisible like while she's in the lab with Alistair and it's like kind of like oh no how is this going to be used to trick Spider-Man or something um but that's that has nothing to do with the trick later oh yeah you mean like the wall that fades in and out or like yeah there's like some weird effect they do it's a weird like pixelation thing right it is basically the black black cat cell goes even though she's in the same room as alistair it just like turns it's like a camouflage thing or or whatever force field something makes it go invisible essentially Uh, i guess in a vacuum that makes more sense than a whole fake wall but doesn't right i mean but but here's the thing but here's the thing doug it doesn't fucking matter because even though this is all this is part of a trick to get spider-man trapped that doesn't even factor into it because Spider-Man goes to the lab. Sarah sees that this is going on, as we said. So she, she's actually able to follow. And so she's watching this go down. That is important. Um, and and uh, Alistair is ex- excitedly examining Scorpion's DNA. Um, after Sarah dips out, uh, that's when he's like, by the way, Black Cat's been with us this whole time while you've been standing here, Spider-Man. While you've been watching me examine this villain and prepare to experiment on him while you just stand there and do nothing. So then Black Cat comes back. And now, and like, so basically the invisibleness of her cell did nothing that has nothing to do with the trap because the way that Alistair tricks Spider-Man is by saying, you know what you should do, Spider-Man. I'm going to give you the honor of freeing Black Cat now that she's not invisible anymore. And Spider-Man says explicitly, I don't suppose there's any sort of trap here and then walks over and then gets trapped. What, what does any of that mean? Who right. wrote that part of this episode? It doesn't make sense. The invisible thing. <laughs> right. The invisible the invisible cell makes fucking does absolutely fucking nothing even though if you really needed to trap Spider-Man, like there's your smart way, you just like it's all invisible there. There's another cell that's also invisible and he steps into it and gets trapped. Fine. There you go. It's stupid, but like I'll take it. But the fact that the invisibleness doesn't matter. It's not camouflaged anymore. You, you tell him to walk over to the cell, basically clearly stating this is obviously a trap, right? And Spider-Man's like, 
I don't suppose this is any sort of trap. When when he said that, I thought that that was meant to be like ironic or a joke. That's I, I thought it was meant to be a quip where it's just like, mm-hmm. well, I bet you're going to trap me or something. But it's not. He literally just says that and I guess believes and it up trapped. and ends up trapped. I don't understand what's supposed to be happening. Like, it just makes know. he's so stupid. I don't get it. And he's not they like, uncharacteristically so stupid. Episode. It makes no yeah. sense. And after yeah. a scene where, again, he's been doing nothing while Scorpion's getting, like, <laughs> examined in the science lab and just standing there watching, like, yeah, the neogenics are very interesting. Like, he's not even trying to search for Cat. He's just God, he's patiently so okay waiting, assuming too. that Alice, patiently assuming that Alistair will fully, you know, fully uh, not go back on his word or anything. Like, it doesn't, nothing about it makes any sense in no. the context of what we've seen for Spider-Man in this show for four seasons. It's very bad. It's so infuriating. It's a version of Spider-Man that you would write if you were making a show about a superhero that's like explicitly bad at being a superhero. It would be funny in like an 80s show or something. Like we would just like laugh it off as like that's stupid, but like whatever. Yeah. But it's like it's just not no, this is like supposed to be serious. And again, if this was meant to be an episode that leaned more towards comedy or something, I, I don't know, it's a fun silly subversion, I guess, but it's just like in, in context, it just doesn't to do those things. No, it's not it's interested not. in I just, that. Like, why did you even give him the line calling out that? Like, he doesn't think that there's a trap, but it's obviously a trap. I just don't. I just don't understand. I do they think I don't we're stupid? <laughs> I mean, poss- I mean, I guess they are writing it for children, but like, that's what the thing children is that, aren't like, stupid either. <laughs> like to the extent that they would need to be like, I do not think there is a trap here. Do you, children? Like. Stop. Right. Stop. But but like they've but this is also a show they've been writing for children and like have been unafraid Done of wild shit, wild shit and heavy continuity and, and stuff like that. And then, you know, so it doesn't that doesn't make any sense. I don't get it. Yeah. Uh, uh, OK. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, he's trapped. Yeah. Um, and then he finds out that baby Silvermane is a thing. Um, and he's shocked kind of because he's a baby, but more so because he's still alive because he thought he was. Yeah. Dead. I don't. Why did he think he was dead, though? Didn't he see him turn into a baby before and get carried away as a baby? Like, I don't I don't know. I mean, maybe he just assumed right. what I mean, n- he wouldn't assume this based on any knowledge of the comics, but maybe he made the assumption that what happened in the comics is what would happen in this universe, yeah. which is that he just de-ages into nothingness. Yeah, that's possible, too. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. So I don't know. that happens, too. <laughs> But you mentioned it's important that Sarah was there, and it is, because Sarah saw what was going on, um, is capable, goes back home, frees Vulture, and says, hey, here are your wings. I need you to go free Scorpion, because they're going to do, and I love this so much, they're going to neogenic him or something. I love this. (laughs) She's so so outside this universe. It's so perfect. It's so perfect to remind us that the things that are going on in this series are just so inside of a particular bubble that like completely normal Sarah is just like, I don't know. They're going to do something and I'm scared. <laughs> Go get him, please. Like it's just, yeah, it's so kind funny. Of the best line, kind of the best line in the episode. Actually, they're, gonna they're going to neogenic him or something. She's, <laughs> she is us watching the first season of the show being like, Oh, yeah. what he, what now? <laughs> <laughs> she does say oh, the key word though. She does get neogenic, right? Which is what convinces Vulture yeah. like, Oh, okay. This is actually worth helping you or right. seeming to help you. 
Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, makes sense. Um, so at the lab, Alistair prepares the procedure to reage Silvermane, uh, which, because it's based on Tomb's technology, involves swapping energy with another subject, just like we saw in season two. In this case, it's going to be Spider-Man. Um, so they say they want to turn Spider-Man into a baby so Silvermane can be an adult. <laughs> sure. That's where sure. we're at now. Uh, it made more sense for th- kind of the other way around when Tombs was doing it, but go off. <laughs> go off. Yeah, Hit the reverse switch. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, yeah, that's 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 not that's not my problem with this episode. I was like, that's just dumb comic book science shit. Whatever. Um, but unfortunately for them, it is kind of fun that like Vulture shows up and kind of inadvertently <laughs> rescues Spider Man. Yeah, because um, yeah, he shows up. Yeah, and and like it. It's a whole thing, but basically it results in Alistair accidentally freeing Spider-Man, who in turn frees Scorp- Scorpion and Black Cat. Vulture's um, the and- one you should draw out. I mean, he didn't know what he was doing, and we already talked about that. But Vulture does exactly what you were talking about, which is like, just get them out there somewhere. Like, his is yeah. the motivation you can expect, which is if you mention Neogenics, he will go find them. <laughs> Yeah, Either right, to steal exactly. the research, hold someone hostage, threaten them, whatever. That's exactly right. what he's doing here, and he just accidentally helps. Yeah, right, right. And he's like, "Oh, it looks. I can see that. Like you're recreating my technology. This seems like seems like a great opportunity to cure myself and my whole fluctuating age thing." So he jumps in and puts himself in the seat that Spider Man was in. So then he and Spider Man are swapping, uh, swapping energies also swapping ages but in this case basically i don't understand how the fuck the science works but basically silvermane i guess like absorbs all of old man vulture's energy and becomes an old man himself again while vulture retains the younger version of himself instead of turning into a baby i guess because his vulture dna is all chaotic or whatever and that just stabilizes it to a younger self i'm just making that up as i go along because it doesn't make any damn sense basically at the end of the day silverman's back to being an old man vulture is just like the young sort of prime version of himself cool okay sure. whatever sure there's a part <laughs> of me that was like i'm gonna figure out like how this would average out or like fine. one of them's a baby and one of them's an old man and then one of them ends up being an old man who wasn't as old as the other but now one like and i was like no it just doesn't it doesn't matter this is an algebraic algebraic no. thing that i'm never gonna solve yeah tomb tombs is just unstable and and so it just it was the math works out differently that's all you gotta take Here's the thing. sweet sweet baby energy evens everything out <laughs> Yeah, the sweet, sweet baby energy, sure. But, like, here's the thing. Instead of it just being Silverman, just being like, no, I'm too old. The worst thing in the world is being old. Okay, if they had kept the man-spider stuff in Vulture, imagine if the man-spider DNA just becomes thing, becomes a thing that just sort of bops from one person to another, and then Silvermane becomes a man-spider, too. I love too. that idea. That is Way a more very fun than amazing comic book thing that you could have right. going forever. It's kind right. of like a symbiote. Whose turn is it to be Man-Spider? Who gets to live in yeah. this horror that is Man-Spider? Right. Like, that would be right. fucking incredible. <laughs> yeah, it's like you got your wish. You wanted to switch energy with Spider-Man. This is the most Spider-Man-y thing you can be is a fucking Spider-Monster. Right. And like, I'm, I think that this is the last appearance in the show of Silvermane anyway, I believe. So like... What a fucking wild way to end oh that God. on. He's, obs- he's so obs- just like Tombs. He has the he suffers the exact same fate as Tombs. Like, you know, trying to like obsessed with trying to be young again or whatever. Just like be- makes you become just this fucking mutant because you you know got Spider-Man involved. So like yeah. 
I don't know. It would have been great. It would have been better than poetry. what we got. Yeah. Like, I understand the poetry of, like, the full circleness of, like, Silvermane just ends up right back where he was before, but, like, arguably possibly worse. Like, I, I get that. But I he, get that. But, but like wove Vulture into the poem. So, like, you've got right, new layers right. to it. Like, that you've yeah, added a yeah. theme. So, like, now you've got to reckon with that. Right. I think it would right. be more poetic for Silvermane's punishment to be the same one as Vulture. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, the, all the swapping energy stuff, they just like swap fates, essentially. Because they're all doing is, it so uh, messy. That's like the whole point, right? Like they're just making split second decisions with this like wild fucking science. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, okay, 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 okay. So <laughs> We're now so that Vulture's in his, in his prime <laughs> again, he um, he flees and the new recombinator begins to overload like it always does. Uh, in this case, because Scorpion hit it with some acid. So everything's just going to explode again. It always is exploding. What, what else would happen? Yeah. Um, everyone attempts to escape, but Alistair, Elisa, and Silvermane got out of the lab first. We get that line where they get in a helicopter and Elisa's like, well, at least you don't have to deal with diapers anymore. And Silvermane's oh. like, I wouldn't be so sure. My God. I think it's hilarious. It's a dark I think joke, it's, but it's, it's incredibly funny. I just was not expecting it in this show. It's a we. It, it is. It is like it is like it's weird because like it's not an adult joke, but it also kind of is because I don't think that's not it's, a thing that I don't th- I think kids re- rec- necessarily recognize. No, is a well, thing that cap can honestly, happen. You know, honestly, the reason the joke even works in the universe is because Elisa is young enough that you would buy that she also doesn't think about the fact that at a certain point mm. you speaking of coming full circle <laughs> end up yeah. once again, potentially not being able to control that and needing to wear adult diapers. Right. Like, so yeah. like it's, it's weird that they would include it because even in the universe, it, it, it relies on people not necessarily knowing that or talking about that. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? It's so, it is so unexpected that I kind of love it. And like, that does like the cruelty of the fate for him that like for him, he's more or less in the exact same spot that he had been in. Like I, I do appreciate the the poetry of that and everything. Well, and that's the cruelty of it, you know? Yeah. Lo- yeah. Bodies are bodies and they do shit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> yep. Yep. But yeah, wild line. But yeah, so they're gone um, and they close the door behind them as well. So Spider-Man, Black Cat, Scorpion and Sarah are all tra- trapped in this lab that is about to explode. Um, uh, this annoyed yeah. me so much, too. Oh, can okay. I? Spider-Man yeah, and go, Black go, Cat, go they they think too hard about this. They're doing too much. They're like, oh, my God, how do we get out? Oh, gosh, the only way we could get out is to trick Scorpion, who's also trapped in here with us. He would uh, help he seemingly you. You're all on the same side. Right. Oh, and also his girlfriend is in here. He clearly doesn't want her to explode. No, they're like, we have to fight him in order to trick him into spraying the door with his acid. Just ask him. He wants to save Sarah, too. If he has the power to open the door, he's going to do it. He wasn't coming for either one of you. Like, this... Why what are they, are they why, doing in this episode? Why did why they use they, all of their abilities to tell a story that makes sense? Yeah, they, like, and it's forgot sort of like, what motivation like is. <laughs> they were doing. They've done so much work to make Scorpion like sympathetic and understand what his motivations are. Anytime he appears, this just like, makes him more sympathetic because they're just manipulating him for no reason <laughs> right but it's like for no reason but it's sort of like i don't know but, but i'm saying like they did all the work to bring him to a point where like he could re- he would reasonably be working even if reluctantly with spider-man 
Like, why don't you just let that happen? I don't understand why they're so afraid of just letting him just be like, you know, f- fully redeemed, I- at least just in this episode. I'd like, like I don't it know, more like, if they did yeah, that. <laughs> right. Like, I feel like it makes sense. Like, they've set it all up that it makes sense that he, I don't know, wouldn't be at odds with him at this particular point. So it's just really bizarre. I, don't I just it. really feel like this whole episode's problem is that nobody was asking, why would this character make that choice? That's like no one seemed point. to yeah. be asking that for like anyone. Like why is Alistair making this choice to take Black Cat? Why is yeah. Spider-Man making this choice to go along with Alistair's plan? Why is why are Spider-Man and Black yeah. Cat making this choice to not work with Scorpion? Like it just That's is so, so bizarre. That's so true. Yeah, I mean it's like it's almost like it's a, you know as much as we ran it about the Black Cat kidnapping thing, it the problem, I mean, part of the problem is like she's a woman, so of course she gets kidnapped. But it's like the bigger problem is that it's sort of like there's not even a justifiable reason in universe why Spythe makes that decision. It's like they really didn't think through it. It's like as right is just sort of like, well, she's a woman and it's Spider-Man's show, so of course she gets kidnapped. Well, you know, they're villains, so of course Black Cat and Spider-Man are going to be fucking with them. Well, it's Alistair Smythe. Of course he's going to be working for another kingpin adjacent person. Like, yeah, it's it's just like a weird like going through the motions type of thing that like doesn't it's it feels weird because the, i feel like this season has excelled with its continuity stuff because it's kind of found new avenues to revisit old storylines and sort yeah. of mix and match them and this one it feels like they found old storylines but like we're just afraid of actually going in any new directions with them and it's like we got these old storylines so we'll just i don't know do the old version of them again even if it doesn't really make sense well it's weird too because it's not like they haven't played with character motivations before or even in this very season right right? like they play with expectations they play with character motivations they allowed spider-man to be clouded by anger and grief they allowed our expectations of black cat to be completely sort of turned on their head like they've done that And, and honestly what's weird is like the characters I feel like are consistent in their motivation are characters I feel like maybe they accidentally did that with in Scorpion and Vulture. Vulture acts exactly how I would expect Vulture to act based on how he's been portrayed. He gets in there, he serves himself, he gets out and says, fuck off to everyone else, right? Scorpion, as they've established him, like in this episode, is trying to be a good guy and tries to do things right, but he's not a very like he's not very good at it, and so he fumbles along the way. Like those two, their motivations are great. Their actions based on their motivations, amazing. The characters we see episode in and episode out, what happened? What happened? <laughs> like they forgot their own cast. <laughs> it's really it's really weird. It's, it's so, so weird. It's so weird. I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't understand. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. We are so almost done. Um, so close. So yeah, they, they, uh, they fucking stupid. They trick him into spraying the door with his acid instead of just asking him. Uh, so they're all able to get out just before the ring combinator explodes. So everybody's out. They're fine. Um, I don't, where do, do they say where Scorpion and Sarah go? Like, do they, they just can, go their way to leave? I mean, I hope that Spider-Man let them go because it's, it's his fucking fault that they got in this situation, you know? Um, whatever. Yeah. We, we will, maybe, maybe we'll find out. Maybe not. Who knows? <laughs> Um, the episode ends with Black Hat and Spider-Man talking on a roof co- rooftop. It's a really pretty shot and everything. And they're like, we partnered up. And Spider-Man's like, I really care about you, Black Cat. And Black Cat gives him a peck on the cheek. Okay, here's the other fucking thing. Like, I, I, this whole episode is called Partners. Part of the Partners in Dangers arc. I think there's a... A fun Lots idea of, of this episode. What's partner? Yeah, Cat and Spidey, Vulture, Scorpion, Scorpion is girlfriend, Smythe and Silvermane, Alicia's like I I do appreciate this episode is all about pairings of different characters working together or not. 
cool, fine, like love that. It's also theoretically about this is supposed to, it seems to me, it seems to me <laughs> that this is supposed to be the moment where Spider-Man finally lets Cat in and admits that they can be partners. And he calls them partners a couple of times, sort of offhandedly that Cat catches on to, like, yep. you just called us partners. Do you really yep. believe that? It's like, cool. How much better and more sense would that make if this is Spider-Man fumbles early on and gets kidnapped and Black Cat does a bunch of great shit and saves the day and he realizes, oh my God, you did all this on your own. I've been underestimating you. You are Black Cap Catpin America uh, <laughs> and you are like, I, I, I am being silly for not letting you be my partner. And, actually, and, and you know, if the climax of the episode, they also work together. He's both recognizing that she is really fucking good at superheroing and he doesn't have to like, you know, be defensive of her, but also like she wouldn't be a sidekick. And also like he does, it is helpful to work with her and they do work together. Well, like it would just make more sense if she was the one who was active throughout Mm -hmm. this episode and had all the agency in this episode, it would just make more sense for this to be the one where he acknowledges that they can be partners, not black cat was kidnapped and then Spider-Man rescued her and they like threw and they tricked a villain together and threw a punch. And that's what happened. But somehow, gets him to admit like because it seems like the only reason that he decides that they're partners now is not because of her capabilities as a superhero nope. but because he quote really cares about her aka he thinks she's hot and wants to fuck her and yep. maybe is falling in love with her which fucking sucks man fucking yeah. blow sucks and blows fucking hate it <laughs> not reevaluating your misogynistic show male chauvinistic tendencies which at all, makes man. that comment worse because it could have been like a nice thing that he's actually doing but instead it's yeah. just a joke yeah they really are only partners because he wants to be love partners that's the only fucking reason Don't that fucking sucks partners. and it just absolutely <laughs> absolutely flies in the face of everything they've been setting up with her all season i don't understand yeah. i don't it's- like what who is the fucking bummer. fear of letting Black Cat be badass when they've already let her be badass a few times? Yeah. Why not just like tape it like one little step further? I don't fucking understand. And I don't then, know. for a better a better episode overall. I want to believe and boy howdy, do I hope that this eventually comes out to be the truth. I want to believe so badly that the episode was originally more that, if not yeah. entirely that, and they had to rewrite it or rework it. Yeah, uh, quickly because somebody who wasn't involved creatively said, "But this is a Spider-Man show. Why isn't this episode yeah. about Spider-Man?" I I want that to be the case. I think that I, mean, I want I think that it would to make be a the lot case of sense. So badly. I hope so because otherwise, I mean, otherwise then it's just like, well, okay, you're just so disappointing. Otherwise, this week I guess, yeah, because I mean, because I could see it if it's like either you know a Fox Kids executive or someone at like Saban or. Even people love to blame Avi Arad for everything. Maybe it was an Avi Arad thing, you know? I could actually kind of buy that where it's just sort of like, it's a Spider-Man thing. We're probably not going to sell as many black cat toys as we are Spider-Man toys. So maybe go later on her and change this. And then they had to change it the last minute. I think that that honestly makes a lot of sense. Um and I, uh, yeah, I agree with you. I want, I want to believe that because that would make me feel a lot better about this episode. Like it would be shitty, but it's sort of like at least the intentions were good, and it was just you know your typical you know executive meddling bullshit. Because um, it really feels like that. Because it, it's not. Because it, like it isn't. There's plenty of times when like we've gotten frustrated from like a social justicey, progressivey, lefty point of view or whatever. <laughs> and it's sort of like you're treating women badly, yeah. and it's like, well, it was 1997. Never every woman gets treated badly on a TV show. Like. 
but it, this is the case where it's like it is genuinely a badly written episode. Like yeah. it is genuinely would have just been a better episode if right. it was like slightly more feminist. Like it yeah, actually would have been it's, better. <laughs> it's one thing because, like you said, it's expected. It's not right. It wasn't right at the time. It's not right now. But it was expected that you would just generally treat your women characters poorly, right? So it's specifically yeah, the yeah. fact that they are treating this character, this fleshed out, built, established character poorly that makes it worse I, I don't know it makes it more specifically frustrating you know yeah like it's just it's so weird it's so weird it's it's not like i can accept a show treating their women poorly but i would expect it from a show this is so weird because like you've said so many times they clearly want her to be more involved they clearly care about this version they had a whole like high concept for why she is this version um, like a whole new idea and take on Black Cat. So it's just mm-hmm. so specifically frustrating that they treat her like shit in this one. Bananas. I hate it. And it everybody sucks. else. And sucks everybody else. bad. I hate it. That episode, episode is episode. so annoying. Yeah. It's going to continue to be a problem. Episode. Actually, I think they get over it pretty well, but I guess we can talk about that next week. <sighs> yeah. I liked next week's episode a lot more than this one. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you know what? This this shitty ass episode doesn't even get its <laughs> really doesn't really even get its own face of the episode because the face of the episode one. the face of the episode I chose the reason I chose it is because it's a face of the episode we've already had because basically they reuse a shot that was already an absurd shot absurd reaction shot of Alistair Smythe giving a bizarre smirk mm. in the ultimate slayer episode from season three that he first appeared in mm-hmm. that we called out just because it's so bizarre. And it's like kind of off model because his, his eyes aren't the same color they're supposed to be or whatever. Um, and they reuse it again, which is like, they use the most memorable shot of him again. This time the reaction is after the line that Silvermane says, which is now change my diaper, which just makes this, that this bizarre, the fact that he's smirking at, Silvermane baby commanding someone to change his diaper. It's so fucking bizarre and so weird. Honestly, kind of magical with just how bad and weird and bizarre it is. So your face in the episode is it again. There you go. Kind of perfect for this episode where nobody's reaction to or actions (laughs) about anything make any sense whatsoever. Truly, truly. Wow. So I already (laughs) didn't like that episode, but us talking about it made me realize I I actually kind of hate this episode. I kind of hate this episode. (laughs) I think this is, I think that there's an argument that this is one of the worst episodes of this show. I think so because um, I think in part there have because been of the messier episodes or like less fleshed out episodes, but this is yeah. I think among the worst because everything is set up for this episode to succeed and they botch it so yeah. hard. Yeah, and it's after a really good run of episodes too. Yeah. So like, yeah, good fucking god. <laughs> bad, 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 bad. <laughs> Uh, um, you know, we try, we cover way less bad stuff. I would argue on our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash walking web snappers. If you want to support us, um, you can find a whole archive of bonus content we've done for stuff that we actually like for the most part. Um, patreon.com slash walking web snappers. I think I already said that. I don't know. Whatever. Um, you can join that at any level for bonus content that we have there. You can also check out our discord, uh, where you can chat with other listeners or link to that is in the show notes. Uh, but if we want to find us individually, where can we find you and everything you're working on, Doug? 
Oh boy, it becomes increasingly more difficult to answer that question, yeah, which dates this episode a little bit. But yeah, let's just say yeah. that you can pretty much find me anywhere at Ikibuli, I-C-K-Y-B-O-O-L-E-Y. It's a nonsense word, so I get to claim that username basically everywhere. So whatever yeah. social media platform is relevant today, I'm probably sitting on the on the on the username. You can find cool. it. Cool. Cool. Uh, any podcast you want to plug? <laughs> I don't even know at this point. Pokemon, Victory Road, novel gaming, books and video games. You know, you know where to find me. What about you, Derek? Sure. Uh, I am still pretty active on Twitter at Derek B. Gale, but yeah, I'm, I'm available in other places. I don't have the same screen name. I'm not as consistent as you are, unfortunately. So I'm, I might be Dare Bear some places. I might be Mr. Dare Bear other places. I might be Derek B. Gale other places. I don't know. Just like Google me and I guess you'll find it. I have a yeah. tree out there somewhere, you know. Yeah. Um, or you can find me via my podcast gimmicks, which are the high concept experimental structure breaking gimmicky episodes of television uh, with a different show, or different guests every episode. You can find it uh, anywhere you get your podcasts. Um, and that is on social media at gimmicks pod. We also have our monthly podcast, uh, Falling with Style, an ongoing Pixar marathon, where we watched every Pixar film chronologically. We did do an episode on Elemental, the most recent Pixar movie that just came out not that long ago. Uh, you can find that on the Falling with Style feed anywhere you get your podcasts. You can also visit our website, wallopingwebsnappers.com, for a full archive of both Walloping Web Snappers and Falling with Style. And you can also follow us on social media at wallopingwebpod or email us at wallopingwebsnapperspodcast at gmail.com. Um, please rate, review, and subscribe on all podcast platforms, of course. And next week, you know what time it is, Doug? What time is it? It's Morbin time. Oh, again. my favorite. Actually, I love when it's Morbin time in this show. In this show, it's fun because you know, I'm like a hot, beefy bat guy, which is pretty rad. <laughs> in the episode, <laughs> The Awakening. The Awakening. Such a good name. Such a good name. <laughs> See ya. Bye.